Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Claudia Petrilli. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Claudia is a second-time guest. She had a um, show that I interviewed her I want to say it was episode number 28. So if you guys are looking for more background on Claudia, and we talked a lot about sugar cravings um, that first episode. But today we are chatting um, about the holidays and emotional eating, um, how to stick with kind of a healthy diet around the holidays, or um, what about the chocolate cravings? What about the winter months in general? How should we eat around um, you know, kind of the darkness, those days that get really long. So we talked a lot about that. Um, it was a really fun interview. And again, this, since this was our second time, we had a lot of fun, um, chatting and connecting. And, um, again, if you want to hear more background on her, that's on that first episode, episode 28. Otherwise we kind of jumped right into it. So we gave you guys lots of practical tips and, um, hopefully things that you guys can implement over the next month, because, um, this can be a tricky time of year, and so we addressed some of those common concerns. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy today's interview with Claudia. All right, welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I have Claudia Petrilli with me on today's show, and uh, we're going to talk about nutrition. So I've had Claudia on, oh, I was going to look up to what episode you were on. Um, I'll make sure I have that in the show notes, but she was on um, last year. And so we're going to kind of like if you want to know even more about her personally, you can go back to that episode because we're going to give you kind of bite-sized information um, about the holidays and the winter season since it's right around the corner um, and really give you guys some practical tips. So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, to Claudia, and um, if you want to say just like maybe a one to two sentence intro of who you are and what you do, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Um, so I'm Claudia Petrilli. I'm a holistic health coach, um, and I mostly work with women who are busy, 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 as we all are, um, you know, with big hearts and who really just unfortunately are always giving to others and not enough to themselves. So I help women um, basically implement healthier lifestyle and food habits um, and, of course, incorporating more self-care. I love it. That was awesome. So right up, right up my alley, pretty yeah. much the same women that I'm working with as well. So um, I want to kind of start off with kind of getting your number one tip for eating healthy around the holidays. Cause I think this stresses a lot of people out. So what do you usually tell people? Yeah. Um, because there's so many events and celebrations and gatherings, I generally like to tell folks to plan ahead. Um, and what I mean by that is not that you have to bring your own meals or anything, because um, I know sometimes that can be awkward, but mm -hmm. if you know you're going out to dinner, for instance, or you're going to be at an event where you know there's going to be a lot of snacks and appetizers and things like that, um, just don't go there starving. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, have a little snack beforehand, a healthy snack, of course, or a small meal, something that's going to tide you over so that when you do get to wherever you're going, you're not starving, you end up overindulging. Um, you know, so that's like one tip. And then the other thing is, you know, when you are, say you're at like a family event and there's, you know, a lot of appetizers, I always tell folks, try to reach for the healthier things first, like, you know, veggies and hummus, or if there's like a cheese platter or like a shrimp cocktail, if of course you can tolerate those things, um, before, you know, reaching for the chips and the breads and things like that. 
Mm, those are good. Yeah. Cause especially once you have the breads or the cookies and that's all you want to eat the rest yeah. of the night. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> what about alcohol at the parties? Do you have any suggestions around that or um, like, yes, avoid it or no, it's totally fine to have a glass or two. Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me about that. It's so funny. I mean, people just love their wine and I understand. I like wine too. Um, you know, if you're hosting your own party, it's amazing if you can, you know, serve organic wine, <laughs> but I know that's not always, um, an option. So if you're going to other events, um, you know, I tell people if you're going to drink, you know, aim for either wine or even like hard liquors that don't have um, anything like added. I see like, you know, there's so many mixed drinks nowadays and there's so much junk in them besides sugar. There's like other weird things. There's food dyes. So I just tell people stay away from those kind of mixed drinks, um, that are pre-mixed. That's what I mean. Mm. Um, but you know, things like vodka, I know it sounds so crazy. I'm saying that you can drink vodka, but honestly, <laughs> vodka is, you know, it's just, it's just alcohol. And, um, I think vodka is gluten-free. <laughs> so I like that. Um, so I'm, you know, if you, it's almost like, you know, choose your poison. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a healthier decision. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was reading, or I think it was on the healthy mama's podcast. They were talking about wine and they had talked about, um, a lot of the wine is not like vegan. So, you know, vegans out there, might not be even knowing that they're having like, I guess they're fish eggs or something in certain wines, which I did not know. Like, and they went into more detail uh, and just all of this stuff that is in wines. And I was like, what? I did not know any of this. So that's when I kind of started being like, okay, I really should be paying attention to where, um, cause I, I don't drink, I'm not a hard alcohol or beer person. I really only like red wine and that's pretty much it. I don't even really like white wine. So I, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to like, figure out where this was. And, and, um, I want to say it was dry farms mm -hmm. part of them. Is that, yep. so that's the company I know that she had recommended. Um, so if anyone's like, Oh, what companies are good? I know that was one. I don't know if you know of any other companies off the top of your head. Uh, oh gosh, I can't, I mean, I'm not a huge drinker either. Um, but I can't think right now, but I do know, I mean, a lot of people, I don't know if you have any Trader Joe's by you, yep, but Trader yep. Joe's is huge in my <laughs> neck of the woods. Yep, it is here too, yep. Yeah, and they have quite a few selections for organic wines. Okay. Um, of course, I, I'm like completely slipping right now from my mind the names of the brands, but um, I tell people like to look for organic because there are a lot of pesticides in wine, unfortunately. Um, and they're not really that expensive. I've bought many uh, bottles of wine from them that are under $10 a piece. So I think that's pretty reasonable for organic wines. Yeah, no, that's super reasonable. Yeah. I think that that's something that, you know, who knew that you would have to buy like organic wines and something right. that you're just like, wow, I didn't even think twice about that. So just educating people about, okay, there are, you know, other things to look into and the reason why you might want to buy organic versus non-organic. Yeah. And even, you know, another option is different types of ciders, especially if people mm. are um, gluten intolerant, which I personally am. Mm. Um, you know, I like the taste of beer, but I, I can't have it. I mean, my stomach bloats like crazy. Mm. <laughs> um, and I know other people struggle with that. So mm -hmm. something that I've, I've, you know, tried here and there are different types of ciders. Um, so it's just another option for people. It's a good idea. Um, what about Lynn, the emotional eating around the holidays? Cause that can also be, I mean, they're stressful. The holidays typically we're just kind of busy on the go. Um, how do you kind of deal with that emotional eating? 
Yeah, it's definitely a tough time. I find I see that with clients. Um, you know, it's an exciting time. And yes, it's stressful because we're running around, we're doing different events. But there's also that other aspect, like I know something that I sometimes struggle with that's, you know, you think about things like whether it's, you know, maybe you lost some loved ones. It's definitely a time that brings up mixed feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the, the quickest and easiest um, fix is comfort food. You know, we find so much comfort in food and it's understandable, of course, but one of the, the big things I tell folks is this is a time when self-care is vital. Mm. Um, you know, doing things for yourself and making time for you. And that doesn't just mean, you know, taking a bath or getting a manicure. Um, it also means doing some like deep self-work, whether that's journaling every night or reading a self-help book. Maybe you're joining like, I don't know, a group with other like-minded people. Um, just really taking care of yourself physically and emotionally. Mm, yes, I like that. And um, what would you tell people if they're like, oh, I just, I don't have time for that. Like, mm -hmm. how do you have people like just squeeze in those little moments? Yeah, make time. No, yeah. um, I know it's hard. Like, listen, I have a couple of businesses. And I don't have children, um, but I do have a dog who takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> I know they really do. <laughs> He's like a child. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, you know, even if it's like five minutes a day of meditating or some deep breathing. Um, you know, there's so many apps nowadays that are free that you can put on your phone. You know, when you wake up in the morning, take five minutes to just do some breath work. Or, you know, I like to keep a journal on my nightstand at night. So every I night, too. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before bed, just jot down, even if it's something short, just writing, you know, a few things that you're grateful for. I'm sure many people have heard of gratitude journals. Um, it really makes a world of difference. Mm. I know. I totally agree with that. And whenever I hear, um, you know, people are like, oh, I just don't have time. I'm like, okay, then it's just right now it's not a priority in your life. And that's totally fine. Like if that's where you're at and it's not a priority, it's fine. But if it is something that you're like, okay, I do want to make time for it. You just have to make it like, how important is this? What are kind of the outcomes for mm -hmm. sitting down and carving out five minutes to myself? Because that's what usually... Um, I'm telling, especially on the holidays with, you know, workouts too, because that's usually the first thing, you know, people will scratch from their list is like, oh, I'm too busy for this. And I'm like, okay, but you can do 10 minutes usually. Yes. And they're like, what? That, that's it? And I'm like, yeah, that's really all you need to do. If just doing something is better than just doing nothing. And typically people, if they really get going and they're like, okay, maybe, maybe I have half an hour today. And, um, you know, maybe it's 10 minutes some days, but maybe other days you do a whole half hour workout or whatever time you have. So I think that's something too, that once people get in that routine is just noticing, oh, wow. Okay. This actually makes me feel better. I feel more centered and more grounded around my family. Mm -hmm. And then it's easier emotions. Cause I think that sometimes it definitely is an emotional time um, in terms of just like feeling that frantic energy and just trying to ground back into um, what your goals are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I say the same thing with people, you know, especially it seems like exercise is such a hard one for people mm -hmm. to prioritize, as you know, but mm -hmm. I always tell people, even if you're just going outside for a walk, yes. you're not only going to get the benefit of like the fresh air and the vitamin D, but you're, you're moving your body, um, especially that so many of us sit all day long. It's really, it's very dangerous for our health. And I don't know, just taking little breaks throughout the day, anything to just reset and you know, get in touch with your, with your own emotions. And like you said, um, I, I don't know, I just, 
you just really need to make time for it. And like you said, in terms of it not being a priority, unfortunately, yeah, that is the case. But then it's, you have to think like, well, if you're not making this a priority, what are you sacrificing? And mm -hmm. you know, our health is so important. If, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we really cannot take care of others. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that I'm, I just went out for a walk a couple of days ago. Um, you know, it was like 39 degrees out. I took my son yeah. and my, my dog and I'm like, okay, cause in Minnesota it gets really, it's cold. Like today it's like 20 degrees out. Oh and so I'm like, okay, I know it's going to get a little bit colder. And my goal is to try to get outside like at least once a week for like a longer walk with, you know, my son and my dog. And basically it's just kind of bundling up and just getting out there because it's so good to breathe in that fresh, fresh air. And like my son slept so well that night, you know, just from being outside. And I think I did too. And like all of that, I mean, it, makes a difference if just we got to carve out just a little bit of time you know even if it's just go outside in your backyard yes. um, for 10 minutes and just kind of just breathe in the air you know bundle up and um, you know it probably will take you longer to bundle up than you actually spend outside <laughs> and that's all right especially if you have kids yeah, yeah I'm sure but yeah that's what they make jackets for and Sherpa yes. you know lined sweatshirts and all that I mean yes. really no excuse. I mean, obviously, if there's like <laughs> some really bad weather, yes, you might not be able to get out there. But if it's just cold weather, you know, you can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and going out in this little bit of snow, it's kind of fun as well. Like yeah. snowing out, it's pretty. The pretty snow, not the crazy. Yeah. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone that does not live in a snowy state are like, what? I'm yeah. so confused. <laughs> So I want to know a little bit more um, kind of about your stop eating your feelings course. So I think that goes along well with the emotional eating. Um, you know, what is it? When does it start? And who would benefit from taking this course? Yeah, so this I actually just launched it, um, I guess, last month. So it's still available. Um, but it's perfect for this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, so it really touches upon stress eating, emotional eating, why we do that, why we reach for food for comfort um, and really kind of doing some deep self-work where you're you're understanding what triggers you to do that um, you know is it stress is it you're unhappy in your career I mean it really kind of delves deep into that stuff it's and you know it's not just about food a lot of people think that they have no willpower and they're really hard on themselves and that's not always the case um, there could be a lot of, a lot of underlying issues going on. So I definitely talk a little bit about the emotional aspect, but then I also go into um, like food and what you're currently eating that may be creating these cravings that make you indulge. Um, it's kind of a vicious cycle. Like we talked a little bit about earlier about, you know, reaching for healthier foods when you go out versus the carbs or the sugar, because it, it is, it's a vicious cycle when you, your body biologically, you're going to crave more of that. And, um, that obviously is going to contribute to binge eating, which we I talk a little bit about in the course. Um, but it's really for, you know, anybody who is struggling with that, like, you know, overindulging during the holidays or people who are constantly struggling with the weight loss and weight gain roller coaster. Um, so many women, you know, they constantly are like gaining or losing five, 10 to 15 pounds. And, you know, they go on these diets and, you know, they're hard on themselves and it's just, they're never getting to where they want to be, um, you know, with their weight. So I just think sometimes it's, there's something else to it. It's not just at the surface level. Mm, yes. And um, how many weeks is the course or is it like a DIY? Yeah. It's a go at your own pace. Um, there are, 
11 lessons. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to do it over a course of 11 weeks, you can certainly do so, but you can also do it within like 11 days, however, however you want to do it. Um, but there's like some content with each lesson and then there's like an action step. Usually there's like one to two action steps so that they can implement all the strategies that they've learned. Um, because, you know, we can read a book on stress eating or, you know, whatever it is, but if there's no, if you don't, if you're not taking action, you're not going to start to change your habits. So mm. yes, <laughs> no, that's totally. And that's something that I, I actually signed up for two different, I signed up to go on a retreat the first weekend in January in Boston. Mm -hmm. And then I signed up for this business coaching in the middle of December. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because both of them had said in, um, like just emails that they've sent out about, I know everyone's saying this is a busy time of year. And I was like, man, so I've gotten lots of free bonus calls because the people who signed up early, that's what they started giving away as incentives to join. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is awesome. And yeah. B, I'm like, wow, I must, I, I mean, if you really are called to do something, I feel like it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Like if yeah. I want to be held accountable to my business and make sure I'm still working in December, like on my business, um, you know, signing up for a business course for a few weeks, like that's mm -hmm. how you do it. Same thing as this retreat. Like I want to make time for myself next year and like tap into more about the nature and the Ayurveda side of um, mm -hmm. myself and my teachings. I sign up for the retreat, even though it's like, maybe not the best time of the year, but I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it work. And I think sometimes those are the things that we really need to do is those things where like, oh, do I have time to do X, Y, Z? Well, again, if it's a priority, you will make time. You will find yes. the time to make sure you carve it out into your day. Um, and that's something that I'm so passionate about is just making sure that we're putting it in the calendar and treating it as something that you cannot miss. Because even if it's just you holding yourself accountable, really trying to be like, okay, I don't want to miss this date. Or if you are someone who does need some outside accountability, having a friend check in with you and saying, Hey, did you get um, your readings done? Or did you watch that video today? Uh, just to kind of keep you on track with whatever your goals might be. So I really think that that's something that um, if someone's thinking about, Oh, should I, shouldn't I, when is the best time? Well, there is mm -hmm. the best time. Like exactly. it's really <laughs> make time for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have to prioritize it. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. I mean, I struggle with it myself, but I'm a health coach. And sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, if people knew that I didn't do my self-care today, they'd think I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> but you know, well, no, and we're not perfect. No, I mean, that's exactly. the other thing to say too. It's, yeah. I mean, nothing, nobody's perfect and, you know, evolving from that. So yeah, I totally, mm -hmm. totally get you there. Um, <laughs> Well, kind of moving past the holidays then, because I know another, just the winter in general can be tough for us. Yes. Uh, it's darker outside mm -hmm. and just trying to figure out what to eat and how to eat a balanced meal. And I'm like, not the best to ask for this because I'm <laughs> really, once it's fall and winter, like I am a soup girl every night, like, and yeah. I can have soup the entire winter. And most people are like, that's it. That's all you're having. I'm like, <laughs> I really enjoy soups. So that is my, that's my calling. So yeah. I'm horrible at giving people advice on this. So what do you tell hey. people when they're looking to do this? <laughs> I mean, if they're hearty soups, why not? You know, as I, long as there's some protein in there. So good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I think you have to listen to your body. Um, I think every season your body changes and mm -hmm. you crave different things. You crave in the winter, you crave warming foods. And yes. so I understand that you want soups and that's like most people. Um, you know, you listen to your cravings, but you also need to prepare a little bit. Like, you know, obviously in the winter months, most of us, I don't, I shouldn't say obviously, but a lot of us crave comfort food, or, which yeah. could be carbs and yeah. you know, bread and pastas and hot chocolate. And those are all delicious, but at the same time, they may not be doing the best 
for your body um, and your mood. And one huge thing in the winter months, which a lot of people struggle with, is seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when you really need to be more mindful of your food choices because you know, I, I strongly believe that food directly affects your mood. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're constantly indulging in comfort foods that are, you know, sending you into like a blood sugar imbalance, that's just going to affect your mood and how you react to things. So, um, you know, I just tell people like, try to eat seasonally, you know, right now, this time of year, um, you know, like squat, different types of squash varieties are, you know, in season. So, you know, things like pumpkin and, you know, butternut squash, all those, and they make delicious soups. Yes. (laughs) Um, but these, these are their root. A lot of them are root vegetables, like sweet potatoes, things like that. And those are very grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, so especially in the fall months, like this is when a lot of people are under stress. So we should be reaching for foods like that, that are more grounding because that's just going to help, um, calm your nerves a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I love it. Of course, piling on the veggies when you can. (laughs) I know roasted veggies like Brussels yeah. sprouts and sweet potato. Oh my, gosh, my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I know I just bought some today, so I'm gonna roast some for my son and I's snack this afternoon. <laughs> Sounds good. You're making me hungry. <laughs> ah, I know. Well, I want to talk because you just briefly had talked about blood sugar. So mm. for people who are like, okay, you maybe have heard it before, but they're just not familiar why they might want to stabilize their blood sugar or what even it means to have balanced blood sugar or why it should matter. Can you just yeah. break it down for people of like, okay, this is why you'd want to pay attention to that? Yeah. Um, so you could either have like high blood sugar or low blood sugar, and both of them are not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, if you have high blood sugar, you can be on the brink of diabetes or pre-diabetes, which we all know is not great. Um, low blood sugar is like hypoglycemia when you know your body's not producing enough you know, insulin. Um, I had that years ago, and that's kind of what sparked a little bit of why um, I ended up becoming a health coach because I felt terrible. And mm-hmm. I was experiencing these like attacks that they almost felt like panic attacks. Um, you know, you get like really lightheaded, you get the shakes, sometimes you break out in a cold sweat. Um, and you know, your it basically is your blood sugar is too low. And that could be from not eating enough or not eating balanced meals. Um, but you know, having an imbalanced blood sugar can lead to a host of issues. And you know, one of them could be weight gain. Um, it could affect your hormones. You can have hormone imbalance, which so many women struggle with nowadays. Um, I just said how it's, it feels similar to panic attacks or anxiety attacks, and it could definitely affect your anxiety. Um, it can affect your sleep issues. It can you know, cause headaches. Um, you know, it, it definitely can put stress on the body. And something that I've noticed with people, um, you know, people who wake up in the middle of the night, for instance, um, they often don't know why. And you know, when, when people come to me with that, I'll ask them, okay, well, tell me what you ate during the day or like what, what time is your last meal and what did you eat at that meal? Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize when they wake up in the middle of the night, it could be because of a blood sugar imbalance. Mm, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is it can affect your cortisol level, which I'm sure you know is your stress level. Mm-hmm. So, and that could set, you know, put your mood, your, your mood, your body basically into stress mode. So that could create, you know, cause you to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, so I like to tell people, you know, if that's an issue or at least to try having, you know, either a later dinner or, you know, making sure it's more balanced with some fat and protein in there, not just a carb heavy meal or 
having a snack before bed. And I don't mean like right before you go to sleep, but even like an hour or so before bed, having a little snack that has some fat and protein. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, a bowl of granola with what's something I can't take off the top of my head, but like, or a handful of nuts or an apple with some nut butter. You always want to balance it. Um, but something that's just going to keep your hunger, you know, sustained throughout the night and keep your blood sugar balanced so that you're not waking up in the middle of the night. That is good to know. Yeah. yeah I've not heard that before. Cause that's, um, I usually slept through the night until my son is born, but now it's uh, <laughs> not due to like blood sugar. It's due to like, I, yeah just like the mom thing. You just yeah, your child because I still have the monitor and you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I tell you those issues, but it really does make a difference. Cause I woke up in the middle. I've been up since, you know, four 30 this morning oh my gosh. Up early and I just <laughs> couldn't get back to sleep. And then I'm like, all right, great. This is going to be a great wide awake day. So I had a couple cups of coffee, which is never, usually mm-hmm. I don't like to do more than two. Cause then yeah. it's not good for myself. Right. Um, so it's just all those things that like sleep just can really throw you if you're kind of yes. getting up in the middle of the night, like it throws off your entire day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a great tip if anyone's kind of like, Oh, why am I not sleeping through the night? Um, and you don't have a young one, it might be like, okay, like I should get this checked out. Yeah. And of course there's other reasons why people may not be sleeping through the night, yes. but it's just, that's just one Yes. Thing that some people don't think about like, mm-hmm. oh, it's because I'm actually, my body's hungry or, you know, like yeah. I, I, didn't, I have too much sugar. Like, I mean, you know, it's just something else to think about um, besides like the obvious reasons why people aren't sleeping well. Yeah. I like that tip. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about chocolate because <laughs> I love some dark chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. Now, personally, like I will have maybe if I have dark chocolate on hand, I'll have a little bit um, either right after lunch or right after dinner, typically daily. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find like, is this a good balance or how do you kind of balance, um, you know, maybe the dark chocolate or just chocolate in general? Yeah. Well, I'm a chocolate addict. So <laughs> <laughs> when people say that, like, Oh, I crave chocolate. I'm like, so what? <laughs> um, no, but you know, chocolate has magnesium in it, which, you know, and I shouldn't say chocolate. I should say cacao. Mm-hmm. Black cacao has magnesium in it. So, so the darker the chocolate, the better. Yeah. yeah. The, the darker the chocolate, but also using, um, you know, if you crave chocolate, like I tell people, you know, have some raw cacao powder on hand at all times. I always keep my pantry stocked with it um, because if I do have a craving, I'll make like a smoothie with mm-hmm. some raw cacao or, you know, a healthier brownie or something. I don't know. But Um, Just using something like that versus like the typical sweetened cocoa powder that you find in grocery stores Mm. is just a better option. Um, But, you know, it does have magnesium and magnesium is really helpful for, you know, relieving tension and pain in the body. It helps your muscles. It helps your immune system to function properly. Um, And unfortunately, many people are deficient in it. Um, And another thing I've noticed, especially for women during that time of the month, Mm. many women struggle with like migraines. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, being deficient in magnesium. So if you're craving chocolate, have at it. <laughs> so interesting. Um, yeah. But, you know, of course I tell people aim for dark chocolate, you know, always read the ingredient labels. Don't just pick up any, you know, any sort of chocolate that you see. You want to make sure it has like a good percentage of cacao in there and preferably one that uses more of a natural sweetener, um, you know, without soy. I just 
you try to do your best. Obviously, it's not always that easy to find, but that's why I say, you know, have some sort of rock cacao powder on hand because if you can't find a healthy chocolate bar <laughs> um, per se, then at least you can make like a smoothie or healthy ice cream with it, you know, like mix a banana and some cacao powder or something. Yeah. And that's something that I have discovered as I've tried different kinds of different brands. Like you really do start to notice a difference. And mm -hmm. I had, um, you know, like a little, my mom would always have these mini Twix bars or whatever chocolates. Mm -hmm. And I am, whew, I can tell the difference now because that does not sit well with my stomach. And I'm like, why do I even try every time I'm home, I'll eat a little Twix bar. Cause when I was a kid, I used to enjoy them. Yeah, so me I'm too. Like, oh, <laughs> have one. And I'm like, okay, I just don't like them anymore. But I think it's just out of habit and out of that, just kind of the memories of being in my childhood home and they're there and all yeah. of that. And so all of that emotion side plays into it. But I'm like, I should just really bring my own dark chocolate bar home. So I have something that is um, more, I guess, it, well, it makes me feel better. Because that's ultimately, right. like, I don't want to feel like, after eating, um, you know, a couple little Twix bars when I could just be like, oh, I'll just have a little piece of dark chocolate and feel fine and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So, well, food could definitely like be nostalgic. Um, yes. I think it's especially around the holidays because there's so many traditions and, you know, especially if you have uh, like my, for, like my family and my mom, my grandmother, they're excellent cooks and there's mm -hmm. foods that they make year after year. And it's mm -hmm. like, you look forward to them and, and there's nothing wrong with indulging. I always tell people like, don't deprive yourself, but just be a little more mindful of, you know, what you're eating, how much you're eating. Um, you know, if you're going to have dessert, have it, but have a smaller piece or, you know, just, you know, it would definitely take some self-discipline. Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know my mom is amazing at, well, she's a really good cook and she is always been the baker. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. She makes the most yeah. wicked cookies, and like any mom. chocolates. And I'm like, anytime I'm home, I'm always like, Oh, try not to eat the whole pan yourself, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's always my challenge. I'm like, okay, how have I evolved this year? That's what I always kind of look for. I'm like, okay, can I make it with maybe just trying one of each instead of like, half of it myself. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, and some family, some family members are open to trying new things. Like my mom, she'll ask me every now and then like, Hey, do you have, you know, a paleo recipe or a gluten-free recipe? Oops, excuse me. Sorry. My no worries. Um, you know, she'll ask me for like a gluten-free cookie recipe, which is awesome because at least she's, she's expanding. <laughs> she's opening her mind a little bit. Um, you know, but I know there's family members who are like, no way, like I'm not doing anything gluten-free or, you know, and that's, that's really up to you. If, you know, if you go to events, like maybe you need to bring a dish that's a little healthier, not only for yourself, but to share it with others. And, you know, sometimes people just aren't exposed to healthier options. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so sometimes, and they're surprised by, how much they may like something that tastes delicious and, you know, just happens to also be healthy for you. So, yes, I know I'm going to bring home, um, you know, have you ever seen those like caramel turtles that yes. are like, so my mom loves, she would make those. And my dad really likes those. And so I just started making, um, from Jessica Mernan's cookbook, she had these turtle dates, mm. but they weren't actually, um, caramels, they were actually dates. And so they're your date. And then you have melted chocolate, some sea salt, and then you put a little pecan on top and they so are <laughs> amazing. And like, you just put them in the freezer and stuff. And, um, so I was going to bring those home and see if my dad even noticed, cause he actually doesn't mind dates. I had my husband try it. He does not like dates. Yeah. Um, so he spit it out, but <laughs> everyone else that has tried them, I'm like, Oh my gosh, these are really good. And you can kind of not, I mean, 
it's obviously it's not caramel, but you, mm -hmm. the date is really that sweetness is just kind of all that you need. And so I'm going to see how it goes. I'll get back to everyone to see this yeah. season, how my dad enjoys these or how the rest of my family, if my brothers do too, because I don't know if they're super date fans or if they'll spit it out like my husband, but don't even tell shot. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need, I need to look for a healthy recipe for Thanksgiving for, um, for dessert. I am making like a, a healthy mac and cheese. Like I'm using gluten-free pasta. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do like a non-dairy cheese or if I'm going to go for like the, the real cheese, but do like organic um, and maybe raw. But, you know, people love to indulge and listen, so do I. And, yeah. you know, why not make, just make some of your favorites a little bit healthier. Um, yes. I tell people. <laughs> Ooh, will you share that recipe on your website? Yeah, if I find a good one or if I tweak it, I already have some ideas of what I'm going to do. So, yeah, yes. I think I will. Because <laughs> I'm like, my husband loves macaroni and cheese. And so I'm like, I'm always looking for ways to kind of make it a little bit healthier. Mm -hmm. um, and now my son does too. So, and that's all I craved when I was pregnant with him. So, of course, oh, my gosh. son is going to like that. <laughs> so I'm like, well, all right then. So, I'm like, I'm always on the lookout for any little, because I don't like to do a ton of dairy myself. So, that's why, right. like, ooh, if you go the vegan cheese route, I will be all about that. Yeah, now there's like so many like cashew milk um cheeses and i have to hit up whole foods <laughs> have you made any or have you just bought them i have not tried either um i don't think i ever made any myself i, I was wondering like how easy I one yeah i don't know i mean i make my own like cashew milk um i've made cashew cream so i don't think it's that hard but okay i don't know if i want to experiment with this one because i want it to be good yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my family's not like what is this yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I'll experiment with that on my own time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, well, final few questions. Um, one of them I think is also a tough one is meal planning, mm. um, especially during the holidays um, or any time of the year for that matter, because people um, just sometimes struggle or just meal planning tips in general. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that and I'm like, well, I don't really meal plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Honest I mean, answer. I don't like sit down like at the beginning of the week and like write out a calendar of what I'm going to eat. Um, that's just, and, and maybe it's just because I'm so used to my, it's just my lifestyle now. This is what I do. Um, but for somebody who's just starting, I, I totally recommend sitting down for like half an hour, not even, you could do it in like 15, 20 minutes, you know, and deciding what you're going to eat each day for the week. But what I'm a more of an advocate of is having a really good grocery list that you kind of almost like a template that you reuse week after week that has the you know healthy ingredients so that you always have that stuff on hand whether in your fridge or your pantry so that you can whip up a quick meal um you know because you have the ingredients you know the worst thing to do is not have anything in the house and then you're like oh my gosh, what am I having for dinner? Mm -hmm. um, so you either have like the boxed mac and cheese or you're ordering <laughs> takeout or, you know, we're not eating anything and that's the worst, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just tell people like, use your freezer to your advantage. Like you can buy frozen vegetables, you can buy, you know, meat and you could freeze it. Um, and then usually during the week, I kind of think I do like short-term meal planning. So I'll think about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Um, and you know, if I have any meat in my freezer or like fish, I will take it out the day before so that it defrosts in time for the next night. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly kind of what I did today. I just randomly stopped. 
Um, and I usually go well, lately, I've been going to Whole Foods um, and I stopped in there and I didn't have a list. I had a few things I needed. And as the lady was um, checking me out, she's like, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a last minute spur, spur of the moment trip. And I bought quite a bit of groceries. Yeah. She's like, wow, this is actually really good. She's like, you have like meals in here. And she's like, you did a really good last minute, like grocery stop. I'm like, thank you. I was like, I was trying to kind of go through, I'm like, what can I have for meals and like kind of pairing stuff up? Um, just because I, right now I'm doing like a weekly um, meal delivery service kind of. Oh, cool. um, and so it's, basically takes care of um, either it's lunch for myself and then dinner for my husband. I still have to cook for my son, um, which right now he's in the toddler stage of he just wants like French fries and chicken, <laughs> chicken nuggets. So I'm like trying to get anything else. Like I'll try to give him some of my like vegetables, not having it. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, so he's pretty easy to cook for. Um, and then um, like, I'm just like, okay, then in the evenings I'm having soup. So for me, it's fairly simple in that regards, but having like the weekends or maybe, um, like next week, I'm only having three meals delivered and not five. So having some simple things on hand that I know that my son will eat. So I bought some salmon and, uh-huh. um, you know, like making quick salmon burgers. Cause I know yeah. I have some canned salmon as well. And just little things like that, that you might have on hand that you can whip up. Like I always have quinoa. I always have, um, vegetable broth. So I have, can make a soup and usually have some sort of veggie in my fridge. So like just stuff like that, that, you know, we don't have to be so elaborate. I think when we think about a meal that we think five star every night and really can be quick and simple. Yeah. I think that's where people sometimes struggle, especially, yeah. you know, there, there's so many recipes now and it can, yes. it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you buy cookbooks, for instance, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, there's like 15 ingredients. Yes. I'm like, listen, I like to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five, six ingredients at the most. Um, you know, we're all busy. And yeah, I, I work at home, of course. So I do have a little more flexibility, but I also don't want to be sitting in my kitchen for hours cooking a meal. So, yep. you know, I generally tell people stick with the protein, whether it's salmon or chicken or whatever you like. And then you know, add some spices, some herbs, some extra virgin olive oil, saute it or bake it, and then have some sort of side dish, whether it's a potato or I don't know, quinoa, like you said, and then some sort of green vegetable and dinner's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I make a list. So I have a list on my fridge where I'm like, here are my go-to dishes. Cause I always have, awesome. you know, these on hand. So that way in case on those nights where you're like, oh my gosh, I have nothing. And then you're like, wait, no, let me look at the side of the fridge. Okay. I have stuff for the quinoa bake. You just make that or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So that's a really that's good idea. Yeah. That was something that, um, I don't know where I got, I think I did that when I, right after my son was born. Cause my brain was not functioning. So I was <laughs> like, I need something to like, help me stay on drag here. So I just put that there. And my mother-in-law was like, wow, that's a really good idea. So, yeah, it is. Cause you stuck. sometimes forget. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll make a meal. And I'm like, Oh, that was so good. And then I totally forgot about it. I'm yes. Like, I I write that down. <laughs> do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, where can we find you at? And then I know that you have an eating healthy over the holidays guide. Um, where can we find that out as well? And that's a free guide. Yeah. So it's just Claudia Petrilli, P-E-T-R-I-L-L-I.com. Um, and I currently have, it's a free recipe book for the holidays. So there's 25 recipes. Yeah. Um, I like to call them guilt-free recipes because they're delicious. You can still <laughs> indulge over the holidays um, without feeling guilty and without, you know, gaining those, those pounds that we all unfortunately gain sometimes during the winter months. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's just, and most of the 
recipes are gluten-free, dairy-free. Some of them are nut-free um, wow. and all listed. So I labeled everyone, you know, That's awesome. other, yeah. So it's, there's something for everybody in there. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I was like, I need to download that myself. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so then final kind of question. Um, what, so I do the weekly challenge, which I think I don't remember if you did it in the very first one, if I was asking this question or not, but I like to do a weekly challenge at the end of the show. And then when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out the weekly challenge to the listeners. So what would you like that challenge to be? Hmm. I think I'm going to say incorporate more self-care like <laughs> and downtime because like we said, it's a stressful time of the year. Emotions are high <laughs> and uh, we really need to, to take care of ourselves first. So get some self-care in on a daily basis if possible. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And if you don't have any ideas, you can brainstorm ideas. That can be part of your self-care is brainstorm mm -hmm. ideas first and then go ahead and implement it the rest of the month. Yep. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Claudia. It's been such a pleasure getting to talk with you and um, talk nutrition. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season and uh, checks out her guide if you guys are looking for some recipe ideas. So thanks again, Claudia. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.